night, and welcome to Fast Break Breakfast NBA Podcast. My name is Keith, here once again with my buddies Chuck and John. Hey now. Gentlemen, how's it going? Mm. Cold chilling. I've somehow not been able to watch basketball despite it being the least amount of basketball being shown all year. Mm. Which is freaking me out. It's great because I've watched all the games so far of the fi- uh, West and East Finals. Bizarro universe. We're in the flipped reality. reality. Here's the thing. Since and I, I got all the hot takes. Since I signed up for Twitter, I haven't actually watched a basketball game. It's really <laughs> unnecessary. I mean, that's Who needs it? I don't need it. I got a DVR and I got highlights. You just I d- regurgitate I d- the opinions into your children's mouths. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I definitely have the TV on. Yeah. I don't. There's basketball happening. Right. Attentive watching. <laughs> Get out of here. Got to find them memes, bro. Yeah. I'm good. We got to Photoshop uh, things onto Draymond Green's genitalia. When you're right, you're right. Crying Jordan face. Man, I wish I knew Photoshop. Someone, I, I feel like I, there was some tweet I sent out. There was like a real screen cap of something that happened on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Of some, I can't remember what it was. It might have been Nick Van Exel responding to, hey, uh, are the, how's the Knicks assistant coaching search coming? Are we getting Van Exel or nah? And he said nah. And Van Exel <laughs> responded with nah. <laughs> but someone was like, like, oh, it's Photoshop. I was like, no. do you think I would only have 3,500 followers if I knew how to do Photoshop well? There are people. If who I knew how to do, do Photoshop, oh my gosh. Yeah. Like, there are people who can do Photoshops on their phone faster than I can do Photoshop on my desktop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have a degree in this stuff. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and then I, got, I freak out, and I don't know. Sometimes I get really excited. Like one time I got, we got permission to put uh, Tom Thibodeau's face on a stripper. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, but I didn't know how to do it well, so I asked uh, Monte, Monte World Peace, shout out. Shout out, Monte World Peace. Uh, to help me, and he, I, it just came across as weird, and it was on Slack, and none of the... Uh, the messages came in order because I didn't have good signals, so he was just confused. <laughs> so I, actually, uh, yeah, yeah. I just got really excited because we had the uh, Fast Break Breakfast uh, logo on the stripper's butt. <laughs> so nice. I wanted Tom Thibodeau's right. face there. That's funny. I actually sent Monte an out-of-order Slack message today, <laughs> and I was on Wi-Fi. I don't know. I was like, why are these going out of order? It's, it's, um, Monte, you have to get uh, information to him through a, a wall of, like, digital, you know, By the way, everyone go to thestepback.com if you weren't already. But now Monte gets to write a weekly column. Matt Rakowski, real name. Uh, Monte's Monte World Peace uh, gets gets a column every week that never fails to confuse and anger readers. Mm. (laughs) Guys, it's funny. It's really funny. It's like they don't know the filter of like this is amusing. You should be amused. <laughs> Everything he every does time. regarding Wait. basketball is hilarious. Is Skip Bayless a similar construct? <laughs> am I, am uh, I misinterpreting Skip, all of this? Skip Bayless <laughs> made us start it that way. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys, breakfast. Did we eat it? Oh, I went in. I went to uh, the, the Terminal Cafe in uh, East Nashville, Tennessee. The terminal, huh? Yeah. A uh, final destination. They've got like it's a like a you know airport theme weird. It's a tiny you know little what's, you know restaurant. What's, you know what I think about when I want food? Airport. Right. Exactly. All their sandwiches are named after cities. They have a Cuban. It's called the MIA, you know, and all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, they had a, a croque madame. They call it the bikini. So it had country ham in it. Uh, some, and, yeah, bread. bread. That sounds really good. <laughs> it's a sandwich, and they, they fry it, and they had to put a poached egg on it with some hollandaise. And it was half half edible with your hands, half you needed a fork. Where do you guys stand on hollandaise? I don't love hollandaise. Mm. Like, an, like an egg better Benedict? than uh, Hollandaise Sorry. is always better than Holland Nights. Oh. Damn it. 
I've never liked it. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's cream. It's, it's a mother sauce. It's just the creaminess or something. It's like a bechamel. You I know. feel like the first time I ever had eggs Benedict, I'm like, this sounds amazing. And I'm like, oh, what's all this creamy? I don't like that. Mm-hmm. It's like a roux. Is it a roux? It's like an aioli. It's not a roux. No. Roux and aioli seem very sauce. worlds apart. No, yeah, no, they're great. It's, it's, a, it's a fantastic little There's sauce. There's something DNA-y about holidays that I don't really want a part of. Mm. I mean, I will it's eat like it. I get pouring eggs on eggs. It seems a little... Right. Superfluous. Eggs Immoral? On eggs on eggs. I think it, it seems like we're putting our, our <laughs> foot down on that chicken yeah, yeah. just a little it's too aggressively. It's overkill, guys. Yeah, we've we already destroyed them. Yeah. <laughs> I had sous vide steak and eggs. Ooh. Wow. I was the only person, so I'm on this uh, shoot that's very bougie, and I was oh. the only person to select the meat option. Oh. That's hot. And because With I was the, the only person to select yeah. the meat option... I was given five portions of steak this morning. <laughs> so I am gouted out, boys. Ooh, I nice. feel powerful. I feel swole. <laughs> and it was really fancy food, and it was delightful. And I ate more than I should have and spent the entire shoot, like, surreptitiously sneaking off to the dump station. That's a move, man. That's the way to do it. My breakfast was I had a large, from a large casserole-style plate of cinnamon roll, a cafeteria style, a piece of that. That was mm. a very confusing way to say. Yeah, I had a square cinnamon roll. Okay. Oh, but, but I was trying to. Good. I was trying to paint the picture. I got it. Like, it wasn't a great cinnamon roll. Mm-hmm. It was a la cafeteria. Here's a huge tray of cinnamon roll for right. everyone to, okay. Eat, to okay. eat from. What is um, the difference between a cinnamon roll and coffee cake? I don't know. That sounds like a question for Chuck. Uh, in, in, there's, God. there's uh coffee cakes. You know, crumbly. We're talking like German coffee cake, like strudel. What are we talking about? Uh, there was coffee cake today, but I looked at it and it was it was a cinnamon roll. Okay, it was a like swirl. A cinnamon roll needs to have an actual roll to the the breading right. portion. You right. have to actually not roll just it the up. icing. You can have the same kind of stuff and just uh, it's not a roll thing. It's it all had like up. the cylinder, you know, like this the the nightmare the swirl. swirl. Yeah, the I guess they're different kinds. Swirl. There's like the pinwheels, you know, from yep. like uh, those like little debbies. But there is no coffee in coffee cake, correct? No, I did not no, taste you'd, coffee. You'd, you'd I mean, eat it with coffee. I mean, I'm sure some brilliant right. yeah, scientist with coffee. Yeah, has made coffee cake with coffee. Okay, Gang call it of, death by coffee. Roll, do we have any opinions on? Arby's and Cinnabon are the same, or they're owned by the same thing. I did not know thing, that. And they just bought Buffalo Wild Wings for $2.2 billion. I did know that. Well, you know, this was all foreshadowed in Demolition Man when the oncoming, uh, you know, fast Taco Bell's going to buy it all. Ta- yeah. We're the inevitable winner of the fast food uh, global conglomerate race to uh, domination. The is, three seashells in Demolition Man is the best bit of world building in <laughs> science fiction movie history. Has anyone ever even explained it or tried to? Is there? A, is it such a weird placement thing, like on purpose to get nerds to like freak out about it? Because how do you do it? In my head, when Tony Allen got his first million dollar check, he's like, "Yo, I want the three seashells <laughs> in my house." Those stuff from Demolition Man. <laughs> We're in the future. Somebody's going to reverse engineer. Put the three seashells in my house now. That's Elon Musk's next mission. <laughs> he, after Mars, he's going to figure out how to do the three seashells to clean our butts. I mean, <laughs> someone explain to me the three seashells right now. I want it. I'll believe anything it. you say. It's got to involve a watered like bucket or some sort of cleaning system, a bidet. Someone, someone explain it in our as a five-star iTunes rating. You do that. We'll read it on air. All right, well, those were our breakfasts. After our breakfast, we move to our breakfast in bed. Apologies. This is our chance to make right 
what we might have gotten wrong on any previous episode. It is often, frequently, the first time we talk about the NBA. Does anyone have anything they need to apologize for? I went in. I, I just crowned LeBron. Mm. I was so wrong. Mm. He wasn't... Uh, he didn't look. He didn't look godly, even though he went like almost for a triple double in the first loss. Pretty godly for a quarter Second game, and uh, then he got bopped in the noggin. And then he got hurt. But uh, I mean, he's looked godly. But there is like a larger conversation to have about. It's just what his godliness means. No, for teams. What, uh, this is just my uh, uh, reverse jinx oh. coming full of full into effect. Now I'm putting the double reverse jinx, stink jinx, the stink jinx coming back with. Uh, oh, I think. LeBron's really going to take off after these first two losses. Do we want to dive in to this Cavs Celtics thing right now fully? We can. Might as well. I mean, my yeah. apology is somewhat related, so we can go ahead. Well, go ahead. Give us your apology then, John. Uh, my, my, well, okay. My apology is just a little bit convoluted because it involves the Sixers and the Cavs and the Celtics. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but basically, it amounts to like, I apologize kind of for like taking any judgments on a team like where they stand in the conference until the that conference is decided. Right. Because I kind of feel like the Sixers deserve more credit now after watching them almost beat the Celtics in every game. Uh now now there's they're them losing the Celtics doesn't look so bad to me any longer. Uh they I can't <clears throat> make heads or tails of any of it. Right. Right. Like are, were the Bucks good? Right. Yeah. It's it's really I, mean, strange. I don't think the Bucks were good. No. I think it's a little bit of like Styles make fights, which is right. kind of one of yeah. the things where I'm a little worried about the Celtics facing the Warriors because it seems like length is really a huge problem for them. Right. Well, so jumping to the end of the story, right? I know you've already told our our Patreon Slack chat you think both series are over. Yes, you think you think the Celtics are going well, to win. So I I th- I definitely think the Cavs Celtics series is over. I have not yet seen that Warriors Rockets game oh, from right. last night. Yeah, so. That gives me pause. Uh huh. Sure. But but, would. but I'm you know since the uh, playoffs have started, the Warriors have just looked terrifying to me. Mm-hmm. But uh, and the Celtics to me, it's it's just I don't know how any of the teams in the East. I don't think any of them have the players to outwit the Celtic system right now. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm more taken looking at that larger picture of how do we view all the separate teams based on everything we've seen. Like, I thought the Celtics would struggle with the Bucks, and they did. And so then I'm like, all right, like, they're going to lose to the Sixers. But then they, they just crushed the Sixers. Right. And then the same thing with the, the Cavs destroying the Raptors. And you were like, oh, here comes LeBron. Mm-hmm. His teammates are figuring it out, and he's the best player ever, maybe. Right. And so we thought it would, be, it would be over. I do think, however, that series, despite the fact that it looks dire, and obviously being down 0-2 means you're probably going to win, uh, <laughs> statistically. Oh, however, this is... Uh, random cream of wheat out of the blue. Stop everyone citing stats that say teams down 0-2 have lost 93% of a series. That stat is literally useless. You think so, doctor? Without a context. Like, how about teams that were favored down 0-2? Give me that number. That's an interesting number. That number applies. And it goes back to the Raptors series. Teams down 0-2 in a series lose 93% of the time. Well, how many one-seeds down 0-2. Right. Like, that's an interesting stat. Oh, yeah. You can't, you gotta quit, we gotta quit saying, like, All these this weird. general thing. Like, there are so many one seeds over eight seeds in there that it makes it a, a, a useless stat. Please, yeah. everyone, stop doing that. The most likely scenario to me is that perhaps the Cavs got an easier path than we had even expected. It'd be mm-hmm. true. Facing a brain-locked Raptors team 
narrowly escaping Indiana. Uh, right. I, I, I similarly don't think the Cavs would have done very well against the Sixers. I also, feel, I also feel bad for uh, Pacers fans. It just occurred to me right. who like a, a week or two ago were like the true conference finals was the first round. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were feeling good. And yeah. now it's suddenly lo- looking bad. I do think, though, because the Celtics have been bad on the road. Right. In the playoffs so far. So you got to assume the Cavs are, are going to take care of business on their home court, even though I think losing game two was a big psychological blow. Losing game two, despite LeBron James' heroics, um, Weren't was the a big Celtics blow. better on the road during the regular season, though? Or was it just. They were very good on the road, but I don't right. have the actual. I don't have the stats pulled up, the standings or anything. Um, so I assume the Cavs are probably going to win the next two games. I picked the Cavs to win in five, yeah. which was a, you know, foolhardy now, it turns out. But. I assume they're going to tie it up 2-2, and then you get the real test of LeBron James, who's been in a lot of Game 5s that really matter against the Celtics, who don't. And so then I think it's like a whole new series. But, of course, they have to take care of business and not be thoroughly punked by everything that happens uh, in the games, which is what kind of it has felt like so far. Yeah. Um, We'll probably come back a little bit to that. I will get to my apology, which has nothing to do with anything here or there uh, about the playoffs. Last week, I misspoke. Talking about James Borrego being hired, I said by the Magic. I meant the Hornets. Um, if you didn't listen to the podcast within the first six hours of it being up, hopefully you didn't hear it because I took it out. Uh, <laughs> I used to used to edit every minute, go back and listen. Do not well, anymore. I mean, there's some blue to those teams' colors. Their right. owners are follicularly challenged right. for there's, one reason or another. There's some hopelessness mm-hmm. with right. both of them. Yeah, I mean, I can see why you would make that mistake. Atlanta's uh, like Orlando, but with strip clubs. But you got, uh, obviously, the Magic Shout. have not even hired anyone. The Magic have been rumored to Kelvin Sampson. Mm. That's strange. Which seems insane. But Anytime you can get like a scandalous collegiate coach to come in and run everything, <laughs> do that. But hey, I mean, the DeVos family, what do they care? <laughs> anyway, I got dark. Uh, <laughs> so those were our breakfast in bed uh, apologies. Before we move to our stick and eggs best thing, we have a few questions submitted by our Patreon supporters. The croissant question all. Any questions? Yes. Are you going to finish that croissant? Knock yourself out. Uh, At Feeling Minnesota asks, is the sheer ineptitude of the Raptors to put up anything resembling a fight against LeBron in any form an indictment of Lowry and or DeRozan as stars or an indictment of superstars in the league? Yes. Yeah, I agree. I don't think you could. You, you clearly can't call Lowry or DeRozan superstars. I feel pretty dumb about tooting the DeRozan superstar horn earlier this season. Now, I, I mean, he's he's a superstar. I mean, he's I guess it, I mean, it depends on. We we all have our own definitions. He, yeah, he's been you know the best, pretty much the best player. He's not a top on his team player, is he? Is he a fifth, top fifteen? He's not no. top fifteen at all. He's always no. I mean, he he's. Uh, Would the, you take him over Clay Thompson? I'd have to have to t- uh, to look at the numbers. See? Depends what my team yeah. goals were and what my team looked like. Right. They so do. They to do. To me, that, that am I trying to win forty games, John Burr? That's. <laughs> I'll take DeRozan. <laughs> Can I get DeRozan on the Grizzlies? Okay, yeah. Uh, okay. okay. Maybe so. Maybe Clay Thompson's too good of a player to use uh, as an example. Would you take uh, DeRozan over? I think um, Middleton is the is the. 
one they always talk about. Oh, really? Wow. That's a common hmm. NBA Twitter conversation. <clears throat> it's fired back up. With like, because again, Middleton had an incredible playoffs. I would still take DeRozan over Middleton quite easily. I mean, it's not DeRozan's fault, but it depends what I needed. It's not DeRozan's fault that uh, LeBron's a better coach than Dwayne Casey, and then that seems to be what happened with them. You know, he just owns that that squad. That 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 you know, four zero sweep kind of was predictable. By the way, LeBron played against him in the regular season. I'm getting triggered by Chuck right now. I'm so tired of hearing like LeBron better coach, better GM of anything because LeBron has created this mess that he's now sulking in the midst of. He got all these these trades made. Oh, I get he it. He shipped all those guys out. The GM stuff. The Rodney I'm Hood on board and, with. and crap like that. The, the people being him. Be, if he wants to get mad about Rodney Hood wanting to play, uh, it's on him. Uh, I I can see clearly why Kyrie Irving wouldn't want to play with this guy. I can see clearly like why, why I bet there's lots of players who don't want to play with LeBron James. Dwayne Wade. I think the whole. To me, the Cavs, like that whole mess is of his own design, and he deserves what he gets. This is all true. What I'm saying is on the court, as a chess player, the guy who can rattle off. Oh, that stuff first, is insane. That, you know, he knows the game, and he was, he was calling their plays on the yeah. court. And that's the kind that's of a like great story. I thought you were talking about the, the press conference where he listed off all the plays yeah, that happened. That's, that's what my, I mean. That's I my was, second I found it amusing. <laughs> I, w- mm-hmm. I was unmoved. If it's your steak and eggs, we'll, we'll save it. <laughs> let's, move, let's move to our next listener question. Um, per- Patrick Kurtner asks, which living NBA personality is most likely to found a religion or cult? Besides LeBron, of course, as I just noticed. Besides Sam Hinkie? <laughs> mm. Oh, yeah. Who has already formed a cult? Good point. Good point. I mean, we can go. Patrick we, is the Sixers fan. We can go directly to Phil Jackson because that's the guy. I, I mean, personally, would probably follow him. Well, I mean, pre. He's got facial how's, hair. Pre, how's it going? He had he had a little more uh, gravitas. A lot of land in Montana. He does. It's a good place Probably to has start one. Owns oxen. Uh, but yeah, he looks like the guy that you you know he's he just brings his rings out. You meditate. You sit in you know shavasana, and you take long uh, spiritual walks. Dame Lillard out in cult country. Mm, Sometimes very, looks very like an so. extra from the Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> I could see it. That's some yeah. red pill, blue pill action out there. Who else? Kobe has a cult. Oh, he's got I'm one of those R. Kelly a, cults, an, though. An actual, <laughs> like, move into my compound mm-hmm. because of this belief system right. uh, of something's going to happen. So Spencer Hawes? Like, do, do we think, we argue whether or not the Flat Earth Kyrie thing is just oh, show. Nice. I could see him being like, guys, I had an epiphany, and a spirit being came and explained you know, explain the meaning uh, of life mm-hmm. and ears of corn. Right. Mm-hmm. And the ears of corn represent um, the <laughs> living right now is too much. dwellings <laughs> of... So I, I felt like he could turn it into a whole thing and you would get Keith was experiencing some muscle memory. <laughs> good. But, uh, you know, I, I, I could see him definitely do, uh, you know, Joseph explaining the dreams to the Pharaoh. Uh, <laughs> Kyrie had his own dreams. So, so in this case, started, it's J.J. Reddick instead. Started, oh, J.J. Reddick is a good one, too. <laughs> you know, J.J.'s got that in there. Yeah. Question everything. Yes. That ball from Grace asks... Please rank your top three favorite condiments. And I think he threw in there uh, the given this morning's discussion, which I believe was in reference to which fast break breakfast host would taste the best if prepared as food. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. So anyway, please rank your top three favorite. We get a lot of cannibals. This is about questions. to get serious. Are we going to stay in like the mainstream condiment lane? Or are we going to get I weird? Think so. Well, I mean, you can get weird. Okay. Hmm. Well, to me, it's a two uh, 
It's a two-bottle race. Okay. It's mustard and mayonnaise. Oh. And I don't know which one is best. I don't even like mayonnaise. Okay, so... Okay, a lot of people don't like mayonnaise. But the people who love mayonnaise love mayonnaise. I love mayonnaise. Um, I cannot... See, I'm going to have to subgroup my condiments into okay. sauces and right. pickled stuff. Right? Oh. Because I can't, I can't pick. I, I, I've got to go three sauces. Okay. Right? So I got to go mayo, uh, aioli, and remoulade, which oh, are, it's no, all, no, those are all like the same. It's I all, always thought of aioli as It's a, all gross, but it all goes on, you know, it's all mayonnaise with different things in it. Mayonnaise is very important. So a mayonnaise, I guess if I have to pick a thing from that group, it's mayonnaise. And most condiments are made from mayonnaise, kind of. Right. Um, then I got, if I go pickled stuff, you got to go, uh, Jardinera. Okay. Love Jardinera on don't a sandwich. I don't know how to say that. I don't know what that is. Don't Jard- know if you know how to say that. But, Jardinera. But we're on the same, we're on the same page. The weird pepper stuff. Yeah. It goes on Italian beef sandwiches. Sport oh, peppers. Gotcha. Sport yeah, yeah. peppers yeah. are also incredible. Yeah. I are love that, those. Is that not Jardinera? No, it's not. That goes on a, a Chicago style hot dog. Okay. Sport pepper. Along with, uh, you know, other stuff. We're getting pretty weird already. Mine, mine is simple. And I did not have to think hard about it. Mm-hmm. Sugar? Louisiana hot sauce. Okay. Arby sauce. Horsey sauce. Horsey, Horsey sauce. Horsey sauce is amazing. Horsey made, made sauce. With made with mayonnaise. <laughs> well, sure. I mean, clearly they're all coming from... Mm-hmm. A lot of things oh, are coming from... Right. Uh, okay. if, we're gonna, if we're going to get a little more specific, what about just the answer barbecue sauce? I think that's a perfect mm-hmm. answer. Well, that's because, a pretty good answer. Well, the, And it encompasses a lot of different cultures. You can say barbecue sauce... And there's, you know, all sort. There's Korean barbecue sauce. There's hoisin sauce. Sriracha is very, very in. That's a I hot th- sauce. I thought not a huge fan of sriracha. Oh, really? Uh, I, I s- know that about you. I, I, I saw I saw a lot of it, and I own a sriracha shirt because someone yeah. gave me one. I was about to say I thought sriracha, and it probably goes back to that T-shirt you own. Yeah, and I sell I sell uh, some like stoner tater tots on my food truck of the, sriracha and cheese. The best like, answer I've heard so far came from Keith, and that is the Louisiana hot sauce. Because yeah, I put that on, put that on anything, on almost anything. But my go-to hot sauce is Valentina. That's fine. I like well, it. That, that, that's again, fine answer. It's a fine I answer. Like Nobody's. God, why can't we have hot takes? Why can't we yell at each other and say we're stupid? I'll yell because that's you. unpleasant to listen to. You're correct. Um, right. I like you guys. <laughs> I'm talking with of, you. of the Holy Trinity: mustard, mayonnaise, ketchup. Who you got? Well, don't think about it. Gotta go mayo, ketchup, ketchup. That's so sweet. It makes sense. Oh, okay. Well, I, don't, yeah. I don't even. Yeah, I don't put mayonnaise on brown anything. sugar baby. Right. I mean, I mean, I will. You know, if I'm getting a burger and and there's some form of fancy or aioli they put on there, mm-hmm. like oh, we got a wasabi aioli. Oh yeah, great. You know, you're good with it. That's great. But if it's just mayonnaise, no, no, I don't want mayonnaise. See, no. Keith just doesn't know that he likes mayonnaise. No, you do. You gotta slip it in. I could rank mayonnaise so hard. You, let's go. do What's... that on Patreon only. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck, Dukes. R- Chuck ranks mayonnaise. Yeah. would <laughs> be the whitest thing I've ever done. Anyway, so those were su- listener submitted questions from our Patreon supporters. If you want to submit your own questions, the only way to do that is to go to patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast and become one of our supporters. We are very grateful to all of you who have been supporting us. When you join that Patreon, you get access to exclusive bonus content. There's the very popular $3 a month Slack chat option where we talk about stuff around the clock, including what movies that uh, little baby and I watch from 1.30 to 3 a.m. every now and then. Uh, So if you've been listening to the show for a long time and you want to take the next step beyond the iTunes review that you've already written and support us, you can do that at patreon.com slash Fast break breakfast. One more time. Patreon.com slash fast break breakfast. All right. Steak and eggs. Best thing. 
What's the best thing that happened in the last week? The best thing you saw? I have thrown some massive shade at LeBron, but I did enjoy that nightmarish, like, RFK interviewing Sam Giancana level performance at his presser where he <laughs> broke down every play of every sequence and yet called uh, someone Jordan Crawford. <laughs> that was on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he is a pass aggro, mind blitzing mastermind. I mean, he was. I can see that happening. He's going through the plays in his head. He's engaging a part of his brain. Look at me defending LeBron against you, by the way. I, look, that's where we are. There's He's, not a whole lot to talk about at this point in the season. Or is it? I said earlier, I wasn't blown away by it. I assume that's something most of the NBA players could do. Is remember like not our J.R. Smiths? Not our I was just about to say. You think J.R. Smith <laughs> do that? <laughs> like not even our Clay Thompsons. Marcus Smart do that? Like I mean, I, just, just I, I have Allen never been an that. elite athlete. Athlete? Like I play pickup basketball, and I can remember like I lay in bed awake thinking about things I screwed up, just in a weird like hyper competitive nature. Mm-hmm. So I like it does not shock me at all that LeBron James can remember. It was uh, successive play with stunning alacrity and 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 accuracy, though. He also was doing it, but he was playing that up. He gives you yeah. the left. He was playing hand. that up. I know, oh. but he, he was playing up those easy specifics. Like, yeah, I mean, obviously, he was a Jason Tatum, whatever it was, left to right hand layup. He's uh, a performance like, artist. He was performing, and then, but then the face, the face that was the winner. That was hilarious. He made the funny face. I appreciated that, but I mean, I was less blown away than I guess everyone else was. It, it is kind of incredible because you know, it's like I'm on. I can't tell you every you know bun I make on. Order no one on is the surprised, truck. Chuck. That's you a know? that's a commitment to the joke, though, by LeBron. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. that's a really good yeah. joke. Yeah, that's a long oh. joke that had a long play out for a punchline. I mean, they gave and that punchline a... scorched that man to death. Yeah, that was woman. a woman. Yeah, <laughs> but they gave him a round of applause. They did. But it, it does. I mean, it, it is impressive, and maybe it's a stupid human trick. But it seems like he's, you know, was that was I mean, that was, lady a plant? I've never seen. It her was, a, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, that's what I'm saying. It was yeah. one of those in, in arena plants. Stop right. falling for this stuff, guys. Right. Uh, that wasn't Ramona cons- Shelburne. That was some Linda Tripp looking lady <laughs> I've never seen before in my life. That's turkey bacon. That was uh, no. It was it was great. My best thing. This is surprising. This is divorcing myself from my extreme Grizzlies fandom, mm. which is painful and dying. And I, I hate you, Chris Wallace. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, uh, I thought the NBA draft lottery results were perfect. They were equitable. Uh. It made sense when you looked at the entire league uh. that the, the teams that won, I can't like agree. Phoenix, Sacramento, Atlanta. I even had that episode on Tuesday where I said the teams I thought were most deserving to jump up were the Kings and the Hawks. Right. Like I thought they were they made sense. So they jumped up, even though they weren't like a, a big long shot jump up. And then I mean the Grizzlies, the Mavericks, the Magic, the Bulls, that is the most perfect just distribution of hey, you you guys, your franchises, you guys are bad. Also, you don't have very much hope. You don't have like a, a lot of awesome young assets. Right. It's just like you guys are bad, Keith. But it's not. I had to root for the Grizzlies to lose so much. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, in, it's in not the, fair. No, it is fair. And I was right that the Grizzlies would be worse than the Kings. Everyone is. And so, I'm not being rewarded in uh, any way. Mm-hmm. You are being rewarded. You got the fourth pick. <laughs> I wanted to. You didn't suffer. Pick. You didn't suffer as much as as you probably could. I mean, you right. could have been one less and had a really bad feeling about what was going on. All right, Chris fit. Wallace. But uh, <laughs> here's if it gives you guys any solace as as Grizzlies fans. Um, they're probably going to mess up the pick anyway. So I just guarantee relax. you at the fourth pick they will. At the fourth pick, 
I, I thought about this. Uh, as a Grizzlies fan, I feel like the, the disappointment of having the fourth pick is way, way less than them having the second pick and not taking Luka Doncic when mm. Luka Doncic was still there. And that was going to happen, wasn't it? it? That definitely was going to happen. Okay. Well, that, uh, you have single-handedly made me feel better. I just think all these teams are bad. Yeah. Which of these teams is making the playoffs next year? The Suns, the Kings, the Hawks, the Grizzlies, the Mavericks, the Magic, the Bulls. None of them. None of mm-hmm. them are making the playoffs next year. So this was not a, like, oh, man, this was not the Sixers or the Celtics made a miraculous jump right. up. This was not even, like, the Cavs get something good happen to them again. This is just all the bad teams just get a pick kind of in order. How long are the Cavs going to keep sending Toby Jones to the draft? We can't, I can't talk pick. about that. That guy, that guy had brain surgery yeah. two months ago. <laughs> Why do they ask him so many questions? Arnim Zola. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then Cassidy Hubbard didn't even know who Mike Finley was or something? Cassidy oh, Hubbard had a rough show. Uh, well, I mean, obviously, they, they, they're like, hey, uh, here's 75 minutes of dead air. Just right. stretch. Yeah, make let's, it work. Let's go. Yeah, I have yeah, that, hard that, time that was in a, an hour on a podcast. That, that was a t- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's that's my best thing, Chuck. What's your uh, what's your best thing? My best thing, you know, it's it's looking like uh, going back to us being wrong about stuff. We don't know what, what's going on in the NBA. We thought it was predictable. We thought at the beginning of the season we could just pencil it all in, and guess what? We got ourselves a little bit of drama. We got a you know a Western Conference uh, series that's looking. Very, it's, it's going to be incredible to watch. Can you guys tell me how excited I should be about the Rockets? Oh my God. Because it's like, so they, the Warriors didn't play awful the well, first game. Game two was a great game. Yeah. Game no, two was a great Rockets. game for the Rockets. Right. The first game, the, the, the Warriors just destroyed them. They're going to have a game where they're both on fire and they're going to be, they're going to score 150 points each. That, that might happen. But I mean, I mean it's game just, two, as you, the big thing about game two was PJ Tucker hit all the shots. Right. Eric Gordon mm-hmm. was great. Well, I was so done. That is that's like looking back to the stats. I, I Clint Clint Capla Capla didn't play as much as I thought he would. Yeah. So they, I guess they went small. Well, they were they, they were just. I mean, they, they were hitting shots. It's yeah. it's yeah. the most simple breakdown. Yeah. They're hitting it's shots. A, it, but were they playing their iso ball? Is kind of what I want. Yeah. To I mean, it was just it was just the my big takeaways were. You know, Them, the, the guys beside Chris Paul and James Harden are bringing it right, mm-hmm. and then on the Warriors, Steph Curry does not look okay. Yeah. It I was, didn't see it, so I, I can't tell. But to me, they couldn't have been playing iso ball if those, all those guys got that many shots. Well, I mean, it was the so same. I don't, I don't know the actual that. numbers, the breakdown of the iso mm-hmm. plays, but it didn't feel any different than anything else. Oh, really? It wow. was just, I think P.J. Tucker was 0 for 3 in game 1, mm-hmm. and he was, what, 5 for 6 for 3-pointers. He scored 27 points. So, like, that's kind of the game. You, you get that, that extra stuff. They tried to play uh, Ryan Anderson, bless his heart. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> He's unplayable. Yeah. He is that... Billy Donovan saying can't play Cantor all the time. Mm-hmm. I was kind of thinking he's a guy I'm not even sure I would trade Chandler Parsons for. <laughs> <laughs> they have like the same contract almost. <laughs> Two more years. It's like I'd rather hope Chandler Parsons could play 60 games. Right. <laughs> uh, but but also for the, the series of the Warriors-Rockets, I think most people thought the Warriors would win in like five. Nothing has changed from the fact other than the Rockets got that one home win which you assume they would have gotten on the first two games right. uh, if you picked the Warriors in five. Uh, they got it. It just was in more, I guess, more convincing fashion than people thought. So I still think the Warriors are going to win in five, despite the fact that the Rockets blew the doors off the Warriors and Steph Curry does not look right, which has, uh, in fact, given me pause. I guess some pause as I speak out of both sides of my mouth. <laughs> I have no idea what Keith has said. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Rockets are hopeful and fearful. Well, I just, I just, I just think... <laughs> 
everyone being he like, said Yanni. <laughs> everyone, every, I feel like a common reaction is, oh, we got a series. And it's like, well, right. if you picked Warriors in five, you assume the Rockets were going to win game two. Right. Well, the nature of picking one. is funny because yeah. I picked the Rockets, uh-huh. but then once the once the playoffs have started, the dubs seem terrifying. Right. So you end up saying all kinds of crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, like, trying to, like, make yourself look good while also, you know, apologizing for uh, being an idiot. I've come to terms that there's no way for me to look good at this point no. in any oh, way. But people just love us. They think we're nice people, so they like to hear oh, us talk. Fools. No one thinks we're nice people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to uh, the opposite of the steak and eggs. The cream of wheat. Worst thing. What is the worst thing you saw? Well, you've already foreshadowed it, but it's... Can you play the Chris Wallace quote? Oh, yes, I can. I guess this won't be my... <laughs> I guess this won't be... You guys can have co-worsts. My, my worst thing. What were your immediate reactions in terms of being at two but then slotting to four? I was very happy where we ended up, Michael, because we didn't go all the way back to number five, number one. And two, inside the first four, we're still in the first wave of players. So I was fine with it. I mean, uh, get my accomplished. Our main goal was not to go back as much as possible and stay up there where the top group is. And we both those things uh, occurred. So it was a good night for us. I mean, so, <laughs> no, no, John, what we just heard not only makes sense... What we just heard was if you had an app if you had an app that turned human farts into words. He's got to be the new White House press secretary. We're still uh, in the first wave of players, Chuck. He said eight nif- different numbers. We're in the first wave well, of secondly, second, we're in the first wave of players. Secondly, we're in the first wave. The, the first wave of players. <laughs> my goal my goal was not for the worst case scenario. This guy has some big pop a pump level second, math. Secondly, <laughs> I've turned human farts into voice. <laughs> we're in the we're in the first wave of players. Human fart machine, Chris Wallace. I mean, the first wave of players. What? No, I was I'm I was sorry. really heartened by our turnout at the Grizzlies lottery party. Me too. <clears throat> oh man, like, I was kind of because I was texting my friends and they were like, "What is a? What are you even watching? Like, what are you talking about?" And I and then lots of people came, and then to hear this. Emperor Palpatine looking <laughs> nightmare man. Oh man, he's Steve this Bannon. Chris Matthew. He's the worst looking guy who is just forever in our employ. I mean, I wouldn't blame you for just running t- for the hills. I heard I, like Chris Vernon, who is still taking like vague victory laps of like that's why tanking <laughs> is stupid. But even he was pointing out like my kids and their friends, they don't like the Grizzlies because right. they're terrible. Because they're bad. And it's like, yeah, that's true. But that's, I, but even for like the informed fan who we try to cater to, like you're a hardcore right. fan. Hopefully that's why you're listening to us. Like if you're a hardcore fan of the Grizzlies, I don't know how you're not super frustrated <sighs> that this team, when they didn't trade Tyreek Evans and Chris Wallace says like, well, don't listen to the media. The Grizzlies turn, are turn the media. The um, Grizzlies are like gaslighting me because like <laughs> I'll think I have an opinion that I like. Like I was like, <laughs> JB Biggerstaff did a good job this year. All things considered. And then he, when the Grizzlies decide to retain him, then I'm like, oh, man, man. J.B. Bickerstaff. He was suck. so Chris Wallace. <laughs> Chris Wallace said, said, said he felt lucky uh, to fall to four. And again, falling to four is not a big deal. Falling to four was the most likely outcome, right, uh, uh, of the draft. Like that was our most probable spot to pick. So like mm. it wasn't a disaster. It just yeah. wasn't good. But then he's like, you know, I, I feel lucky. And then he says, there's always players in the draft, especially at four. 
I'm just going to go have a nice Italian dinner in Chicago. Why does he always uh, say stuff like that at the end? Yeah, he says stuff just to make you Why angry. Why does he troll us? He keeps saying stuff like, I realize you're upset, but here's but the thing. Me. I get paid to be rich yeah. and go do rich things and, and, and not really so care. So, John, by- get, get your get your bleep ready, because he basically does this. <laughs> he goes, he goes, you're right. Everything's going to be okay. I'm. Everything's going to be right. You're right. Okay, f*** your mama. <laughs> he does that every time, man. And then Zach Lowe uh, points out that he had about what like what lottery tokens? What what's your talisman? What's what's your like go-to lucky charm you bring? It's OJ Mayo. He <laughs> he said he said years ago he had a, a he had a, like a used cigar. From, used cigar. If it wasn't Red Auerbach. Um, from from Red Auerbach. Oh, okay. And he said and we didn't jump up in that draft. We stayed at 10. But we got Paul Pierce, so I still felt like it was a lucky charm. Like uh, all right. Kind of a stretch. Didn't jump up. <laughs> this year, his lucky charm was a pink pin he stole from a church that they were giving him out to mothers on Mother's Day. For breast so he took awareness. a Mother's Day <laughs> pin from a church and thought that was his lucky charm. Fell back to four. I was like, oh, yeah, I feel, I feel, I feel lucky. That's I, hilarious. I feel like I did good. So I'm pretty down there. Uh, my worst thing, <laughs> I guess, is not that. God almighty. My worst thing is after game two... When I got home from the lottery party, I think I just got home. I can't remember what it was. After a TNT game, no, it was it was Warriors uh, Rockets because it was on TNT. Because thank goodness, right after Inside the NBA ends, and I'm like, I'm on the Twitter timeline. I still have the I still have TNT on television. I am visually assaulted with a naked man thrusting in simulated sex on TV, and I was like, what? A- what in the world have I turned to? Wait, genitals? Silk stockings? No, no, no. It, 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 no, no genitals, okay. Chuck. It's still well, TNT. I mean, it's like naked. It still I don't was know a, what cable was like anymore. It, it still was a crazy, like, I was like, why in the world is this on my television? And it was a very long scene. No joke. It was like 45 seconds of naked man thrusting into a woman who then chokes him to death, I think. Wow. And, then, and I was like, why is this on television? And then it was like, claws. It was like the cold open of Claws. Uh-huh. And then I got angry, like, why are you trying so hard? Claws is uh, in Santa or as in, like, Talons? Cla- Claws is this TNT show they've been advertising ad nauseum. Oh, as uh, in legal. Th- there's crossover appeal. C-L-A-W-S. Okay. Claws. It's but, like their empire. But anyway, okay. it, w- it, it and then it struck me, it was like, it was such the try-hard, shocking, let's like have a real nasty, shocking opening. Yeah. And, then, and it was like, why do you make TV like this? Like, just... Because ah, it works. Yeah. It, that, uh, How did it work? Ch- Childish Gambino executed to do it in a music video, and it got 40 million views in 20 minutes. It works because there's a, a large mm-hmm. segment of the population that decides what they're going to watch by if an N pops up before the show. Right. right. Yeah, well, I mean, you don't need I'm the M if you see some like raw dog in first scene. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But for me, that for me, that's an immediate turnoff. Like you're not even trying to, to make something interesting. You're just trying to shock me and be like, oh, it's look, been like this dude. forever, man. Go back to John Borman's Excalibur. Mm. Dirty thrusting with a suit of armor that's on early an, on. Was that a an, porn? That's an R-rated movie. <laughs> mm. Oh, that is not coming on that was five like minutes Debbie after I'm Dallas watching like Chuck and Ernie throw. throw basketballs at each other. If you're looking for that youth, that youth, uh, that youth demo though, even better. No, who cares? Bother me. Let them let them thrust. We should let, see more let sex. Freedom thrust. We're you know, we're a very repressed Chuck, uh, this country. This is your phone. This is, I, I don't, Keith alone. I don't think anything about that was a healthy representation of sex. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was purely a... Hey, don't, hey, look at this. Don't kink shame. Hey, look at this. 
That's <laughs> it wasn't, after, it wasn't even after the next. It was just someone getting killed while having the, sex. After the next game, there's going to be a breaking the waves is going to show up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Lars Ventrier. We're going to have. Look at this. Sports bars across America who haven't turned the channel yet. <laughs> Boom. Gotcha. <laughs> No, uh, well, my worst is uh, John's. Uh, I feel bad for John's bank account. Uh, we've got a Supreme Court decision that's going to affect this podcast directly. And one of our members, let me ask you this: What, what happens now when you have to pay uh, taxes and the vig? Oh God, I keep losing. <laughs> well, I won't pay taxes. How's that? <laughs> yeah. Well, that makes you smart. You know. But no, that that. Will this ever go real legit? Because you can't make any money. If you know you're how not... legit it's gotten huh. that that Adam Slugsworth Silver <laughs> can go on there, pretty much quoting Al Capone word for word. <laughs> yeah, he's he's saying into a camera and being applauded. <laughs> I want a taste of every dollar <laughs> wagered <laughs> on my product. By the way, <laughs> like there on. is, I, I'm very curious. Is there a state stupid enough to give them any percentage? Uh, all of them will, I assume. I don't think so. Well, Every, everyone well, is bought so far. If they all, I but they're they're sponsored. They're spending money to do all the bills. That's how it works. That's how Comcast yeah. owns every. Comcast is like Chattanooga. You have incredible gigabit. Yeah. Internet, internet speed as a utility. Uh, Tennessee State Legislature make it illegal to yeah. be anywhere that it isn't already. Uh, and make them like you know, like remove these lines because we're in a monopoly. Yeah. For non hillbillies, Chattanooga is a city in Tennessee. Right? Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, Tennessee lawmakers are like, oh yes, thank you. I will take your Comcast money and I will make this incredibly stupid law right. uh, that just supports a, a giant, giant oh, corporation. Corporation. So yeah, I think the lawmakers will do whatever they're paid to do. This may shock you, Chuck. I, this gambling being illegalized takes a lot of the luster off. Of me. That's the other part of it too. I went like I, when I was in Denver. You think I want to do something that's legal? Weed wasn't <laughs> as fun. Wasn't as fun in Denver. Oh yeah, you're just it some felt, schmo. Felt liberating, but the you know the 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 you know dirty dark corners that I have to go to find a, a police, joint nowadays. Police horses were doing in it. Tennessee. It takes all the joy away. Do yeah. I want to place my bet with a small man named Pickle, or do I want to go to the Seven Eleven and place mm. a bet? I think you know the answer. I know you. I do know. <laughs> it's I always feel like it will change for me. Someone who hasn't done I, like I only gamble when I'm in Las Vegas. Right. And so I feel like there has been times where if it was if I could put twenty dollars on this bet right now from my phone without doing something that in my mind I've been told I'm not supposed to do or I don't want to create a Bovada account or right. something like that. I do now feel like, oh, if I can do this on my League Pass account, yes I will bet twenty dollars on this. Right. Can I get you guys' opinion on this? I can't decide if this is really great for American mental health or not. And here's why. <laughs> um, it's a lot harder to be a degenerate gambler when no one will extend you a line of credit. Mm. Oh, okay. Uh, and this gamblers are going to have to now bet with money that they actually have. So your take is American banks won't extend people lines of credit they can't pay back. I mean, I think gam- like bookies are better people than bankers. <laughs> <laughs> So I kind of feel like that's no not, that's not going to happen. Like I feel like it's going to be a lot. There. I feel like it's going to be a lot harder to get in like a hundred G's down. Quicken loans, right. Rocket Mortgage, <laughs> bet the cash. Yeah. So you you're you're saying that uh, the legalization of something takes away the darkest, deepest, uh, real harm that is caused by the actual vice. Isn't this? Good? I don't know if it's true. 
No, I don't know. I'm interested, yeah. It's interesting to see. I'm, and, we're going to find out. And there is a bunch of stuff that happens, you know, in the dirty dark corners and legs get wreck? broke and, you know. Casinos? I have seen gambling really ruin some lives. But what is worse? The two and there are mirrors in this room. The $20,000 <laughs> it takes to get your kneecap uh, re- re- you know, replaced after getting shot. Or see, there's eighty thousand dollars in in uh, gambling. Are you, are you, are, are Nobody's getting their knees broken. Nobody's getting any of that happening. <laughs> but there's a real good chance. I'll call your wife. I'll call your wife. I'll call, call you your up. wife and I'll tell her how much you've been betting. <laughs> I just You're your telling life. me you saw Adam Silver say, "I want a taste of every piece of action," <laughs> and you don't think he's going to break some kneecaps? I mean, we we established a long time ago that he's uh, deep in the. Underground. Community. We yeah. We, we yeah. were on this season one. Season one. Pool halls. <laughs> Does this end with like a uh, like an overhead shot of a giant table and like Adam Silver just hitting somebody on the head with a baseball bat? <laughs> yes. And the blood's flowing out. <laughs> you made me pop your eyes out for Mickey. <laughs> For Joe Prunty? <laughs> Joe you Prunty. made me pop your eyeball out of your head for, for Scott, Joe Prunty. For Scott Foster. <laughs> but isn't this gonna damage casinos? Isn't I don't think hurt. so. Vegas no. probably is going to see a little drop with their sports books, but you can, if you have real gambling, to me it's just like a a choke point and a, like a a tipping point for just a lot of money is about to be made by everyone. Right. Yeah. Well, and um, I mean, a lot of people are going to lose money. There's going to be some people who figure well, out that they're loses. not good at gambling really quick, and they're going to drop a couple grand. I mean, ga- the thing about gambling is it's it's a tax on. Stupid people. Stupid people. Mm-hmm. Hey guys. And now that it's legal, it will be a. Ta- it'll just. It'll be a literal tax. But right. tweet me just... to my face again. Right. <laughs> no, it is. And there's. I mean, there's no way for. Yeah, it's. That's where I would find the the moral problems with it is that it's going to end up at the Seven Eleven where you can bet two bucks. And that may not mean right. a lot for us, but for somebody who's you know uh, closer to the poverty line who needs that hope. Stop tweeting me again. <laughs> gambling gives <laughs> the rush, the juice of buying the ticket or making the whatever. Then, uh, yeah, I think it could be a, a little you know deeper, darker question. Taken away I from stop the poor. Having things to hide. Right. Do I really exist? <laughs> <laughs> I am only my secrets. <laughs> what do I lie to Allie about now? You know, it's just going to have to be food, guys. <laughs> I'm just going to have to be really. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, those were our steak and eggs. No, those were our cream of wheat, worst of weeks. I thought we were talking about gambling. I thought Do you know good. how often that gambling questions turn me into Mark Wahlberg in my household? <laughs> she just looks over at me and she goes, are you betting on this? <laughs> Ma'am, no. No. What? No. no. <laughs> or I do the uh, say hi to your mother. Or I do me. the uh, the what would Owen Wilson wow to her? The j- just different levels of Owen Wilson wow. It's just like wow, wow. And if and if I'm like feeling really attacked, I'll give her like the super Owen Wilson like wow. You uh, really think that? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's. Um, do we need to do a? Waffle House presents Hassan Whiteside Cox back to scattered smother. We need thoughts. to talk about. We, we do, there's some coaches we got to talk about. We got to talk yeah, about all a- these like uh, young men unfollowing teams on Twitter, oh, showing Dennis Schroeder, Schroeder and Boogie, and it's all becoming this really petty game where everybody's throwing shade. Well, I think now it's like kind of played out where it doesn't mean anything anymore. It's no, like just part it's, of the pro. It's part of the negotiation you now. Got to be above it. It just means that like okay, I'm entering into a transitional phase this comes off the as somebody who has been followed by every ex-girlfriend on social media that i've ever had it is a petty move you just look weak get in your i can't tell you how many times chuck has said to me yes she unfollowed me yeah (laughs) 
It it happens. It means something to Chuck. It does. Let's talk about Dennis Schroeder. Let's do it. He's not very good. Speaking of demolition, man. Uh, Mm. I think he has a pending felony battery charge. I couldn't find any evidence that that has been resolved. A, A... a district attorney it looks recommended, like a photo negative of Rufio. Uh, <laughs> uh, a district attorney recommended felony charges be pressed. Bangerang. He's not good. He's unfollowed the Hawks on all social media. Deleted any Hawks related. I know, tweet. and then he scrubbed. Oh, that's he the scrubbed. big look. That's how you know. What, what is his end game? You what lost did, the break. What did Buds do to him? Who wants him? Why well, no? That's that's what I'm saying. If Chris you, Wallace. If you extend if you extend this uh this metaphor of dating to social media, like who wants to I date it, somebody who can't? I think he said he said have an ex on their social in a, media. In a German interview Uh-oh. to German media, so I believe he mentioned the Pacers and the Magic is maybe going like I mean that's those teams are going to be so that's not good. Like Darren Costin and Corey Joseph are both better than Dennis Schroeder. Uh, I guess Whoa. <laughs> pretty sure they are. Whoa. I mean, there's a t- I mean, they're in the I mean, Dennis Schroeder helped me win one fantasy championship. He scores the ball. Yeah. And he and hits a free throws. But like he's not I don't think he's good at all. He's also incredible tanking mechanism. Oh yeah. If you're about to win a game and you really need to lose that game, put in the Schroeder bomb. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I, I don't I don't know what the end game is there. It, it seems crazy. Speaking of the Hawks and Budenholzer, Budenholzer finds a new home, I and this know. is this could have been our, our entire collective steak and eggs best thing. Right, yeah. Budenholzer went and had breakfast. Smoothie Woo! King, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Chris Middleton, future Grizzly Chris Middleton, and uh, moments later was announced as the Milwaukee Bucks head coach. Sealed the deal over breakfast. Mm. I feel like our brand was very strong on this one. No, they I like called this this higher because I think Budenholzer is a psycho. And I think a, you can actually put a psycho with those young players. Yeah. Like, I don't know how his style works everywhere, but with the young guys, it might be okay for a while. Let me get him turned. No, they, I mean, he he did wonders with good talent when he had it in, in Atlanta. He had five guys go to the uh, All-Star game. Still a sham. Still five guys player of the month. Player of the month, yeah, was, that was it? it yeah. no, they didn't four, have... I think four All-Stars. Four All-Stars. I'm I can't sorry. remember because I, I try not to remember Easter Conference. Yeah. But, you know, he had a team that, that had good parts that uh, seemed to have a system that worked. If he has a superstar player, yeah, which, which, he will. which he will, and some very good complimentary pieces, you can see that team, you know, uh, they might have beat, they might have beat Boston in the first round. Well, I mean, they're like, Prunty almost beat him. I mean, that's, that's what I'm saying. Came down to I'm the wire. very curious to see what this does to the Vegas over-under next year for the Bucks. Mm. That's interesting. What do you think? Four wins over last year's. I don't mark. know. I'm gonna go. Although it was pretty high, I'm gonna go and write it down. Forty-five. Just write mm-hmm. that down. Take that. Yeah, I get it. That works. I'll take the over on that. I'll take it over on that. Hundred percent. They'll win fifty <laughs> games. Close I, to a problem. Yeah, I do think it's, it seems to be a great hire. They got one of the the, the best case scenario, clearest choices um, on the market. It seems like it would it will work for them. Yeah, and I didn't like like everybody's talking about buds to Toronto, and I didn't think that fit was all that great. Mm. Because well, Masai Jiri kind of runs the show there. That narrative would be too hard to sell him, to fans. Yeah, him and Budenholzer, I feel like, would eventually explode. Because, I mean, you guys, we've all watched him on the sidelines. He's, like, one of the craziest coaches. Yeah. Like, he goes nuts. He's, He's got almost, that stank face. Yeah. He just gets that He's angry. almost Mike Malone, or uh, Quinn Snyder murder face. 
Yeah, but Quinn Snyder is like he's keeping it back. He's keep like he's seething underneath. You right. know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like Quinn Snyder's face is just like pure <laughs> rage of seething. Mm-hmm. Bud's face is just like what? Yeah. <laughs> like, are you, are you serious? Yeah. yeah. Bud's got that Polish power. He goes nuts. Mm. It's gonna fit in in Milwaukee. Uh, James Herbert uh, at outside the NBA uh, asked. Is Mike Budenholzer the only coach to have the same initials as his team? <laughs> hmm. That's a good question. Might be. I, I don't know. I don't know. We can go through that. I mean, we could we could name if the CBA was changed, we could name Mark Gasol coach of the Grizzlies. Hmm. That's uh, again. That's not till next CBA. That possibly That'd be, be great. Legal. Player uh, coach Mark Gasol. I don't really know. What, what do you think? Who are the Raptors going to get? They let go. The coach's pick for coach of the year, Dwayne Casey, mm. fired. John he is a so final, right about He is that. a finalist in the actual coach of the year award, right. to which the Raptors treat, tweeted out, congrats, coach. Oh. <laughs> Seemed like a faux pas. How long is he there? Ten right years? Seven, maybe? Oh, you know what? We were talking about what coaches look like. This could have been my, my apologies. I realized in the shower, Dwayne Casey looks like a sad clown if you took off the sad clown's makeup. Mm. <laughs> I don't know what that means. No, Just but think of a sad, sad clown. But it's take off the makeup. He's he's got a very resting sad face. He does. <laughs> he he seems to be. Anytime you hear him on an interview, he seems to be the coolest guy ever. Yeah, Dwayne Casey seems to be like one of the most incredibly. You cool know when coaches. he doesn't seem cool though, like uh, inbounds plays. Yeah, mm. when when Kevin Love is scoring five times in Six, a row. Yeah, sixteen and zero runs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that seems so cool then. I feel bad for Dwayne Casey because again, they had almost. More success than they even imagined they would when they hired him. Right. They've been a home court advantage. They've been a top four seed in the East for at least four years in a row. Like, that is way more than I think they anticipated they would get. But they were kind of tanking when they got Kyle Lowry. And it turned out he was, it was really good. So I, I felt a little, a little bit bad there. Um, speaking of LeBron having a 40-point triple-double, uh, reminds me of a little ditty. Ah. Oh. I haven't played this song in a while. Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, Game of Scones. Thank you, Chuck, for not remixing. I don't like the remix. I'm going to keep trying different things. Game of Scones. LeBron James had 40 points and a triple-double in rebounds and assists. So obviously that does not happen very often. It's only happened a handful of times in the playoffs. I think three times, four times, uh, four people have done the playoffs. However, oh, I in do not all know those. <laughs> of NBA history, only oh, okay. 21 people, counting LeBron James, have had a 40-point triple-double with points and assists. Straightforward, okay. guys. Name those players who have had 40 points and at least 10 rebounds, at least 40 points, at least 10 rebounds, at least 10 assists. Let's three strikes go. and you are done. With, uh, I'm going to stay in the guy who usually it results in a loss. Actually, I think it results in a win. Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook has done it many, many times. Uh, looks like uh, 11 times, perhaps. But yes, that is correct. Uh, James Harden. James Harden. That's got to be right. Has done it also several times. Yeah. Uh, let's stay with the Mr. Triple Double category. Oscar Robertson. Mm. Oscar Robertson, many, many times. What, has he done it more than Russell or less? Uh, hard to say. Looks about the same. I'm just okay. eyeballing it. Uh, looks like Russell Westbrook has one more. Wow. What, so he's at 11. What year did we start in these? Is it, we got older guys? We got, uh, we, got we, we, uh, yeah. yeah, we got older. We, we got, got older Wilt, Wilt Chamberlain. Wilt Chamberlain yeah. is correct. You just took mine and now my brain is empty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to say someone else tall. Also Kareem. 
Kareem has done it twice, correct. Michael Ooh. Jordan. Michael Jordan. Keith, can you get Chuck to stop staring times. at me while he makes his picks? Because I no, feel like it's illegal. Game theory. He knows you will uh, fold under pressure. Uh, Larry Bird. Larry Bird. Yes, Definitely that is correct. It. Three times. Hmm. Kobe Bean Bryant. Kobe Bean Bryant. No way. He doesn't pass. No. <laughs> Never. Because he is historically overrated. <laughs> <laughs> That's a strike for Chuck. Uh, let me get away from Lakers. Um, have I said Larry Bird? I've said Larry Bird. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, have I said Magic Johnson? But you did now. You did Magic now. Johnson. That's the Laker. That's correct. One time. Oh! I almost did it. One time. John stays blemishless. Um, that's not really. That's not a word. Uh, J- 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 <laughs> Jason Kidd? Jason Kidd nah, does not score that many points really usually. That is a two strikes for Chuck on the brink. Uh, most I feel like uh, Demarcus Cousins did this recently. Yeah, I don't like how you phrase your questions, but that is correct. Okay, Demarcus Cousins did it this season yeah. in January against the Bulls. Okay, John, let me see. I can keep going. I got at least three more. Um, all right, Chuck Charles stay Barkley, stay alive. No yes, way. thank you. In wow. the playoffs, well Charles Barkley did. Do oh, it. that's right. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. Against that's the right. Sonics. Um. <clears throat> Bernard King did it. Bernard King did, in fact, do it. Incredible mm. work, John. I can keep going. I can, I, I'm never going to miss. Um, I'm, I, now I'm playing games with John. Uh-huh. Now, uh, let me get... I'll give you a hint. No, don't do that. All right. You're being LeBron right now. He is, <laughs> he's, he's he is telling, being LeBron who's losing. He's telling Patrick he's Patterson being where to Morris, go. who's telling LeBron James what he's going to do to him. Um, Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett. No way. No. Chuck has struck out. John, you want to show off? You have a few more? You Rattle can... five uh, off there, Dingleberry. Uh, Pistol Pete. Pistol Pete has done it, yes. Three times. Uh, David Robinson. David Robinson, I don't think so. No, David Robinson is false. Ah, you got to be kidding me. Uh, it's the ones that weren't hit, I think. Uh, Alvin Adams, Michael Adams, who are the answer every time we do these. Right. I swear to God I was going to guess Michael Adams just because we uh, always. Vince Carter. Uh, uh, no, Tracy McGrady did it. Uh, Tracy McGrady has done it. Mm-hmm. Um... We did that one, did that one, did that one. You got him. A guy named Charlie Scott in 1972. Who is Charlie Scott? Isaiah Thomas, Chris Webber, and Jerry West. Did Zero Mostel or whoever that guy you guys got me with that one time? What was his name? (laughs) Zelmo Adams? Oh, we, we, oh, what was his name? Oh, I feel bad. Oh, me too. Zelko. Zef. Zef. Zelko Ivanek. Creflo Dollar. bad. It's not Zelko Vodka, Google. All right. Let's move to the awards segment of the program. The International... Stackhouse of Pancakes Award given each week to the worst performance in a box score. Had to dig kind of deep this week. Not many games, not a bunch of uh, incredibly bad shooting performances, at least in the high volume category. We have a few honorable mentions. The Prince, Luke Richard, Mba Mute, 0 for 6. Coming back from that And by the way, the play, John, I don't even know if you've seen this. Haven't. Imba Mute shoots a three-pointer from the corner, holds his follow-through for a solid second. The shot is blocked. 
<laughs> he shoots the ball. The shot is blocked. It really is as if he's going, oh, that felt good. <laughs> Wait, where'd that ball go? <laughs> like, it is the most confusing play. Blue Bloods, man. That, they, they, that uh, family tree don't fork. They they, <laughs> they, uh, they threw that up on uh, Shaq and a Fool the night of. With, with extra bonus edition. What is uh, the Prince doing? It was, right the, right uh, it was the NBA Jam after you get your shot blocked. You still got the Everyone, uh, no joke, I tweeted it. A hundred people quote tweeted my tweet said, "Oh, is that 2K glitch, dog, <laughs> or, or whatever?" Like, like everyone was just saying, like, like he got stuck in the animation. <laughs> uh, anyway, it was so strange. Uh, also, honorable mention: J.R. Smith, two for nine. Marcus Smart, four for twelve. We have three nominees. As they you know, occurred. it is. You know, it is Chuck. Oh. As they occurred chronologically oh. through the week, LeBron James in Game One against the Celtics was only five for sixteen. Fifteen points, seven rebounds, nine assists, two blocks, seven turnovers. And a personal Seven. foul. J.R. Smith in game two. Man, he chanted him out. 0 for 7. That's beautiful. No That's points, beautiful. three boards, one assist, two personal fouls. And then in the game two loss to the Rockets, Clay Thompson, three for 11, eight points, two rebounds, two assists, two steals, and one personal foul. So you have LeBron James, who kind of didn't have it. LeBron 5 for 16, James. 15, 7, and 9. Seven Smith, turnovers. 0 for 7, no points. And then Clay Thompson, three for 11, eight points, two rebounds, two assists. I vote J.R. Smith for doing literally nothing and keeping the Cavs from winning, which is not the box score. Just doing literally nothing in his 27 minutes, J.R. Smith. You sing Le- he missed, LeBron. He missed, he missed fewer shots than LeBron. It's true. I'm going. Four, sure. he made Four fewer no shots. shots. He scored no <clears throat> points. Um. What are you Chuck? going with, John? He's LeBron, LeBron James. He's LeBron. He had 15 points, seven turnovers. I don't know that. He got owned by Moot Morris. That that mop box score is... Marcus Morris is the hero of the week. Mm -hmm. We should have mentioned him more. (laughs) Him declaring in a sentence that was taken out of context that he's like the best LeBron stopper besides Kawhi Leonard. He actually was very deferential, very complimentary. kept saying stuff like, LeBron's the best player. No one can really stop him. But I feel Mm -hmm. like I can do one of the better jobs, maybe besides Kawhi Leonard. And then also has backed it up and been incredible. Right. So Stolen I, the rank of superior more eye from Mark so, Keefe. I mean, Chief Keefe. Uh, my, my wife. You're never going to have an opportunity in to give LeBron an eye shop we again. Do. I know, but never. that shouldn't affect my decision. It shouldn't affect your decision, Chuck. Now you're ethically Juror sound. number 13 with a following the letter I, of the law. I, I mean, it, he almost had a triple-double. He did. I've of got the go. turnovers, almost had a quadruple double. Almost. Uh, <laughs> I gotta go, Jr. Smith. All right, it's fair. I think it's right. I gotta go. Even though I know seven, seven shot attempts because I have to. Enough. I mean, Jr. didn't even miss as many shots as Clay. Jr. is gonna win the eye shop in a week where he missed the least shots of the three. Con- Jerry Seinfeld is here. What, what's the deal? What is the deal with the pipe man? <laughs> Congratulations, J.R. Smith. You are this week's International Stackhouse of Pancakes Award winner. All right, par fadeaway. What things are we looking forward to? I don't know what to look forward to. There's no more, no more watch parties. That watch party was fun. That was fun. It actually lifted my spirits. My, my par fadeaway is watch party related because I think we definitely should have a draft party since uh, yeah. that ridiculous lottery party was somehow was well so attended. I did forget to give away the Chandler Parsons Chan Coon hat. Oh no! That was signed by Chandler Parsons. Are you just gonna Why? wear that? Are you just gonna wear he that around? Has this stash of stuff? You know, before <laughs> we ever see it, he's got like in that back room where all the weird stuff is, all the cool grist. Let me let me cite only... let me cite one Adam Silver. 
I'm going to need a taste of yeah. every, every piece of merchandise that comes through this basement. The only upside to my many run-ins with the law is when I got to do community service at like Salvation Army and stuff, I would get all the good vintage crap. <laughs> and I feel like Keith has earned this. You know that scene in Goodfellas <laughs> where uh, Lorraine Bracco has to go get the coat? Like, uh, you know the yeah, answer yeah, is yeah, yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm afraid that when I when I finally go, Keith's going to send me in the back. Chuck, yeah, yeah you, oh, I got something for you, Chuck. Hey, go in the back. Oh, go one. back down there. No, no, down there. Yeah, down there. Go. Keep going. Sign, sign Zebo jersey. Go. You got to find Zeebo. it. Let's just keep going. Tony That's Allen. what I know. <laughs> I would also not like to gloss over John saying, the only good part of the community service I did <laughs> was the items of clothing I received. That's my favorite community <laughs> service job. Uh, my least favorite community <laughs> service job, coaching a uh, soccer team. I horrible. assume it was just as terrible for them. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so I want uh, this has been in my head the whole show, and I wanted to bring it up at the end. Okay. So if everything the Grizzlies have ever done is wrong, isn't firing Fizdale the wrong thing to do? Marcus all fired him. <laughs> I, I don't... <laughs> hey, it's, it's worth saying... I don't have this fatalistic view of the Grizzlies that a lot of people have. That yeah. every I think they made actually tons and tons of very good moves yeah. over the years, and it's I've only been I've been radicalized in the last few years. Uh, maybe yeah. maybe just like the last pretty much the last like twelve Twitter months. Twitter does it to you. Where I'm like, like you, you the can't, president. <laughs> well, I'm like you you can't ignore this pattern of things that just keeps going on. And again, it's some of it is the way that Chris Wallace speaks to us as if we're, we're ignorant children. Um, He's killing me, man. But. I mean, but you go back and but then it's like then you go back and look at the history, taken with the the post the blowing the all the drafts the last few years, and then when you look at the, the big view, you're like, oh yeah, no one even talks about the fact that Chris Wallace traded Josh Mc, OJ Mayo for Josh McRoberts, but they forgot to put the facts in in time. It's right. this bumbling right. history of how many I mean, awful decisions have happened. I mean, you got to remember like stuff like getting Zebo. That was during the year where they also Accidents. got Allen Iverson, and everyone was. Saying how stupid it was that we picked up these two like maniacs. Right. Yeah. You know, this was when Zebo was famous for punching a teammate in the face yeah. and getting DUIs. Like mm-hmm. nothing. Th- like Mark Gasol was a throw-in because his brother got him, wanted him to be able to come back to Memphis. Like we wanted th- Kwame Brown. This is not like we don't do anything correct on purpose ever. <laughs> so I felt like we traded Courtney Lee for a few second round picks. That was a, that was a good move. We had a cash. Yeah, Courtney Lee was fun though. That was like a but fun. I'm saying, but that's Grizz- we had. We had a, that was Courtney Lee is show. many, many Grizzlies fans' favorite Grizzlies. You guys drafted he's Wade just, Baldwin. He's just ball from Grace's. Uh, shout out <laughs> Patreon supporter Ball from Grace. Okay, Brandon. yeah, okay. Shout out Brandon. Hey. Hey. You'll always remember that time he did that put back when your wife was in the hospital with the birth of your. You mean the day my son was born? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will remember that. Uh, I'm looking forward to. The silly season that will happen now that the draft order is set. There are going to be so many trades. I'm actually going to I'm going to put out. I don't know if it's going to be on the step back or on Patreon. There's a list of like 60 contracts that the teams don't want. I just think they should do like a is it was it a consignment sale? Or we have a like raffle, a, like, like like it's a swap. Hey, everybody, bring your 20 million dollar contract you want and uh, put it in a bowl, and we'll take it, everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be fun. I'm feel like a swingers the, party. Or that, uh, yeah. That's a little key party. <laughs> key party. Oh, look, I got uh, Nick Batum. Mm. Um, well, actually, that's kind of a best-case scenario. Kind of hot. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to the, the, <laughs> trading these picks. I got one for you, John. Nick Batum will get I don't you think, growing. I don't, hey, I, don't think, I don't think Magic will go for it. What's that? Chandler Parsons in the four pick for Evan Fournier in the six pick. Huh? Mm. Just I'd do that slots? in a New York heartbeat. 
Yeah, there's less uh, there's less room for a gigantic failure from six. I right? guess uh, we should mention it. Um, <coughs> Y'all want to talk about and draft who, picks real let's, quick? Let's talk. Let's talk for par, final part fade away. I don't know who hasn't gone, uh, but because I watched all those college players. Yeah, John, what what are you looking at the top of the draft? What are you hoping for the Grizzlies? What do you think the first few picks are going to do? The Grizzlies draft, and the reason I was so obsessed, and the reason that you talking about them not taking Doncic makes me feel better. Because I think this is a pretty repugnant draft from a collegiate standpoint. Okay. And feel like Doncic is like, if he is in I don't know anything about Luka Doncic other than if they're saying he's the greatest Euro prospect of all time. That sounds pretty good to me. Right. Whereas Aiton is a guy who is a big man. What do you want from your big man mostly when you think of a big man? What is what you want the most? Mm. To anchor your defense? I was going to say versatility now. I have terrible news. He sucks at defense and has always sucked Can at defense. Can he shoot the short corner three? I mean, they're saying he can now, but he couldn't right. in college. He also never showed up for any big games. So that guy is your number one pick, scares the ball. off Did he, like, me. miss the bus or, like, he just wasn't there uh, mentally? He just sucked. <laughs> he just sucks. So if he had a problem of arriving to games, I would probably not want to draft him. So, like, if you think you're getting Joel Embiid, I think Joel Embiid, like, literally, I'm not exaggerating. I think he had five times as many blocks as Aiton in yeah. limited John, games. John, his, uh, in John's, you know, to give him credit for what he believes in the college world, he called Embiid out and said he was way better than Wiggins. I mean, and, and, and it's like pretending that watching college makes you a good draft analyst is, is, is one thing, but, but, if there's a guy like your Draymond Green, Marcus Smart type player who you watch him and you're like, I don't know if he's going to be a superstar, but I guarantee you this guy will be good at basketball at some level. The only player I see out of that top five is Bagley. Really? Every other, all those big guys, you are rolling the dice. Well, I heard and that it's the, all um, big guys and it's all rolling the dice. The J- Jackson from Michigan State, who's a bench player, he has that, I thought he has that defensive motor type key where they're like, this guy can play basketball. He's a project. I don't know, man. You don't know, so you're not I watched a lot of that guy. I don't even, I don't know if he even knows how to play. So like, he's you, like Michael Porter. Who do you think the Suns get? Top pick. I think it's Aiden. I mean, why did they hire that? Uh, that co- why did they hire homeboy's Kyle coach? Kukowski. Yeah, why did they hire him if they're not interested in him? I'm confused. They might be interested, but also I'm Sar- done Sar- trying to predict. Sarver, Sarver has the connections to the University of Arizona, the owner of the. I, Suns. I didn't even think of that. And it makes more sense. To, I mean, it seems to me to well, good. I hope they do take him. I hate the Suns. But but then you assume <laughs> then you assume uh, there's no way a former Yugo uh, countryman doesn't go to the Kings, who have Peja and Vlade mm-hmm. and. Uh, I know, I know Serbia and Slovenia are different. It, but if they get Doncic, the Yugoslavia tr- I, it's going to be. I, I mean, I mean, might have to. And if they keep those colors they used last year, is Doncic, I'm going to get me a Doncic Kings jersey. Is is Doncic uh, better than Bogdan Bogdanovic right now? Like that's that's one of my questions. I mean, I don't know. I mean, wh- I don't know if any of these top five guys are better than Bogdan Bogdanovic. I mean, because that, that's that's kind of the hope. Mo Bamba who, sucks. Uh, Mo Bamba, who has a standing reach of nine foot ten. Has the longest wingspan ever measured, seven foot ten inches. Someone said uh, Jaron Jackson uh, smashed their measurements, which I thought was just funny. Like, yeah, like what? Like, like, what did, did he, he study hard? He, yeah, did he, when he I actually feel like the people doing the measurements—they're the ones who smashed the measurements. Yeah, like, no, uh, they're the ones. Nailed it. Hey man, I did incredibly an accurate. Than anyone ever. Ten inch hands, high Whoa. five. Grizzlies gonna trade down, fart blood on the wall, take Trey Young. Hey, don't Keith's wor- gonna burn his season tickets. <laughs> Oh, I gotta see. I got my season ticket relocation on Friday. 
Yeah. That's tomorrow, I what, think. What, is it in Nashville now? No, I mean, I, I, just, I just do it online. Seattle. It actually, it actually is a super fun little app. I got to shout out what Grizzlies. What if we, what if we, uh, we, we're, we love conspiracies here. What if we submarine the Grizzlies and got them to Nashville? We, if we could create so much ire in the community. I don't think I can sustain Predators and Grizzlies season tickets. <laughs> yeah. I can only hide so many credit cards. If statements. the Grizzlies come to Nashville, we don't need to work. Well, they'll hire us. Well, if Chris Wallace is they'll there, hire you. I got priors. <laughs> yeah, I don't. They're 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 <laughs> they, not hiring us. They need us for content. Chuck, they've met us. They have. You're they, right. they, they, they want nothing they to do with us. us. Mara Baptist, where are you going, girl? Oh yeah, she's going to the Trailblazers. What the hell? Like people aren't going to at her there angry things about Myers Leonard's contract. Yeah, what are you bad? Mm-hmm. Come on. Good for her. Anyway, it's a weird. She's way to dead end. to me. Yep. People jumping off that sinking grizzly ship. But she's mm. she's very alive and well to Blazer Boy. All right. Uh, <laughs> you guys, thanks for listening. If you want to support the show, do that at patreon.com slash fastbreakbreakfast. Follow me on Twitter at fastbreakbreak. Like us on Facebook. You guys are the best. Thanks for listening. And remember, breakfast is the most important thing. Yeah, never apologize for being G&G. Fast break break, man. You understand?